You want to tap into your intrinsic power. Dig deep. On a journey to your highest self, dig deep. Dig past the fossilized negative thoughts, doubt, and fear. Get ready to rediscover your gold as Reverend Jackie and her guests drop their golden nuggets. This is Digging Deep Podcast, an extension of the Gold Rush Women's Conference and produced by Chauvel and more NFP. Welcome to Digging Deep Podcast. And I am your host, the Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Trish Atkins, known lovingly as Reverend Jackie. Digging Deep Podcast is produced by Chauvel and Moore, a nonprofit that exists to bring women and men to a new or renewed awareness of their intrinsic greatness with a really heavy focus on women. It is to remind women of their great value. We call it the gold around Chauvel and Moore. We call it the gold, the gold that they were born with. Chauvel and Moore also produces the Gold Rush Women's Conference, again, to enable women to recognize they are gold mines. They are gold mines. And using effective tools, we can unearth their golden nuggets. They can unearth their golden nuggets and create their desired and deserved life experience. And so today's podcast, we are really, really excited to bring on a golden guest. We got a golden guest going today with us. And we're going to come back and talk about a few other things afterwards in terms of Chauvel and more. But I am just sitting here so excited trying to be, behave myself and do the proper introduction to the podcast. I got to introduce my golden guest right now. Her name is Sister Mariam K. Muhammad. And she is the creator and founder of the Heal Thy Life Center, a nonprofit foundation dedicated to educating women and children on living healthier lifestyles. She's a gifted orator, a motivational speaker, and a published author. And we're going to look at some of her works in just a little while. Mrs. Muhammad has addressed audiences of all sizes, from small, intimate circles to audiences of nearly a 1,000, and her inspiring words offer practical guidance for women and girls in a variety of contexts and has been known to empower the listener to make changes for the better. And you know, those of you who hang out with Digging Deep Podcast, we're all about empowering the listener. One of her many passions is empowering women professionally, and she has organized and hosted several networking events for entrepreneurs, served on various entrepreneur panels, provided coaching for first-time business owners, and more. She has accomplished all of these things while hosting her own radio show and expanding Heal Thy Life in both the community and with businesses. Her work has placed her in high demand. We're so happy that she has the time to join us today. More importantly, her travels have afforded her multiple opportunities to partner with other organizations. And listeners, she doesn't know, but she's going to be partnering with Chauvel and more. But that's that's another podcast. The release of her highly anticipated book, well, I want to say the release of her, her wonderful book, why I am enough it is just exciting to me, and I'm going to invite and I'm going to ask her to tell you how you can get one. But she has just released this year another book, The Power to Break Generational Pain. It's a response to multiple requests to capture her words. Mm. Mrs. Muhammad is here to bless us this afternoon. She is here to help us understand the theme today of this podcast is I am. So I will pass through this tunnel and come out into the light. I am. So I will pass through this tunnel, whatever tunnel it may be, whatever darkness I may be in, and come out into the light. She's going to help us understand that. Good afternoon, Mariam. How are you? 
I am great. I am great. How are you? I am wonderful, and thank you so much for joining us on this Digging Deep podcast. We are excited that you are here. We are excited about your work. I'm sitting here just holding all of your books that I've read and, and huddled with and cried over, and so I'm glad you're here to share with our listeners some of the lots of wisdom some of, I was going to say some of the much wisdom, some of the lots of wisdom that is absolutely pouring through you as a wonderful woman that you are. So you want to t- I said a lot about you. I don't know if there's anything in particular you want to lift up about yourself before we get into why I am enough. No, there isn't. Um, I'm definitely grateful for being on the show. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. It's such an honor and a privilege. Thank you. We are we are equally grateful for being with one another. So I'm going to start with uh, why I am enough. How? Let me ask you right now, and we'll say it again at the end of the podcast. How do people get your books? On my website, um, heal h e a l dash t h y l i f e dot com so heal dash thy life dot com. My books are also on Amazon. I just prefer that people go to the website because I've been doing quality control with Amazon. I <laughs> uh, thank you so much. So we're going to your website. You want to repeat it one more time? Yes, heal h e a l dash t h y l i f e dot com. Heal thy life. And the books, the titles are Why I Am Enough, The Power to Break Generational Pain, and then you have this marvelous workbook called Your Healing Workbook, three wonderful pieces that everybody ought to have in their library. So I'm going to start with your first, well, I don't know if it was your first book, but it was the one that was written, I think, in, in 2018. Why I Am Enough. And you have many sections, but one, one of the first pieces, which is on page 17, again, thinking about our theme this morning. Uh, we are looking at a, a theme that's, for me, look, talking about this season. This season has been a season of, of challenges, of stress, of unseen, unknown kind of challenges, and we have had to recognize that we are enough. I am, for me, Mariam, from a theological stand, says I have, I have all that God has created me to have, and so no matter what, I will pass through this tunnel, and at the end of the tunnel, there is always the light. And so I'm looking at page 17, and I'm looking at uh, to my sisters. I wasn't born with wings. My steps were out of faith. I couldn't see my road. I didn't know my God. I only had faith, and some days I had only had fear. I never really had support. Instead of being born with wings, I was born with opposition as my companion. Love was always a challenge accompanied by pain. My tears became the water that feeds my soul. I was not born with wings, but there was a moving force within me. Its vibration I couldn't ignore. I was reminded of it every morning when I stared at God's mirroring image in my reflection. No, I was not born with wings. Instead, I was born with the ability to believe in the unseen, Knowing when I fall, I would get back up. You don't need wings when you're connected to the force of God's will, his will that lifts God that moves you in the direction he is destined for you. Learn to fly with your creator, and you won't need wings. You have to help us out with this, Mariam. You have to help us out. <laughs> These are some powerful words. But I yes. am a sister now in the midst of COVID. Perhaps mm-hmm. my grandfather has passed. Perhaps my children are here. Perhaps I've lost my job. 
I am you telling me, tell me how this helps me out. So in understanding the the force and the will and the power of God and knowing that that is within us. So it's it's without and it's within. I have a portion of God within myself. I have that comfort that I'm looking for within myself. And when I wrote that piece, it was very trying for me at first because I was going through a trial, saying it to myself that, you know, a lot of times we may feel broken. A lot Mm. of times we go through things in our lives where we may feel like, I, I need help, and I, I can't see the help that I actually have. I, I don't see mm. the support that I actually have. But to know that your creator always has you, he's always there, we let go. He doesn't let go of us. So mm. in that perspective, it, it's, it's writing the words down to understand that even as people tell you in life that you need wings in order to fly, it's to be able to understand that with God I can defy the odds. The, mm. what people look at as being normal. I'm not normal. I'm a miracle. So it's, I can fly, and I don't need your wings in order to fly. I have God's will that lifts me every time I'm down and even when I'm standing up. Wow. So that, that was is... like, you know, <laughs> it in my mind and what I was really feeling. And I really think even with um, the theme, for today, the I am, when I first read that, I thought of it as I am the light, so I will pass mm-hmm. through the tunnel and come out into the light. And oh. it, for me, loving science the way that I do and love health the way that I do, what I um, pictured was in conception, you know, the, the sperm going against the current in the vaginal yes. canal and how yes. that sperm is light. That's yes. us. Yeah. That, that's us in, in a tunnel of darkness. We're that light. Okay. So an understanding in the moment that you feel that you have darkness all around you, know that the light you need is within, and it's the reflection that you see when you come out of the tunnel. It's right within you. That, and that, I love what you did to my theme. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, 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 and what happens, I, I'm so excited because what – you have just said is it goes to your the next piece that I, I mean I loved every piece in your book on page thirty three. You have just told us that you got it, and yeah. I, this one is put on your armor of God. So put it on, put it That's on, right. put That's it right. on. Wear it. Don't don't don't. You know too often, and this has been one of. One of my pet peeves, people have God over one side and the world on the other. (laughs) And and so so I pray, Reverend Jackie, but then Mm -hmm. I got to go to work. No, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. You pray and you are going to work as you are recognizing and putting on, as you've written here, your armor of God. That's what you're saying in that very first piece. I don't, I don't need to, I don't need any magic. I just need to recognize what is mine to wear, to use, as you said, as your protection. That's right. I love it. Do you have page 33 in front of you right now? I do. I do. Well, you want to read that one because it's so awesome. (laughs) Okay. Put on your armor of God. He is your protection. When our tears produce the rain, he is our umbrella. When our volcanic anger erupts and creates lava, he takes the lava and creates islands displaying beauty and peace. I'm going to stop when you right there because okay. let, me, well, let, me, let me stop you right there because sure. he takes the lava and creates islands displaying beauty and peace. And so for me, as I thought about that, as I read that, I just thought about what may be seen in others, in the eyes of others, as something horrific is an opportunity for me to absolutely be able to show God 
and be able to be at peace as long as I see what God is creating and not see what the world thinks is going on. You know? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's understanding our emotions and understanding that anger is a natural emotion. When we start to feel frustrated, that comes out of anger. So it's now going to a different level where now my body may begin to shut down or create different diseases or illnesses, but it does not create that from anger. So if we properly learn how to use our emotions, we will see the blessings and the beauty that comes out of them. They have a purpose. Praise God. Continue on if you will. (laughs) Okay. When we are attacked by outside or inside forces, God produces the force field that cannot be penetrated. When pain hits us like our souls have been knocked out of our bodies, he grabs us, heals us, restores us, secures us, regenerates us all out of the pure love he has for us. We are his soldiers conquering battles and winning wars. Let us give God our entire being in prayer so that we remain protected. Now, if I were asking you, um, so I'm having a difficult time, how does giving God, you know, let us give God our entire being in prayer, how does that help me? And and I think, I, I mean, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself because you have a, a section on prayer. But how, what would you say to someone who's listening to us right now who is having a challenging time? And that's why I love your mm-hmm. material. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they, wanna, they, want, they want to hold on. The words sound wonderful to us. We are his soldiers conquering battles and winning wars. Let us give God our entire being in prayer so that we remain protected. So practical application of that. What would you tell Mm -hmm. a sister who is having a challenge right now? To definitely, um, in in that perspective, you are completely opening yourself up, submitting yourself up, submitting yourself to God and saying to yourself, with him, it's okay to be vulnerable. You can trust him. You can take your pain to him. It's almost like in, in like the way I picture it in my mind is like when you collapse in the bed or, or collapse on a prayer rug or just enough is enough. You just mm-hmm. lay down, take that deep breath, exhale, just let it out, just release and be vulnerable. And I think that that is a word, especially for women, that we tend to run from because it, it, it's pain. It has this this ugly coat on it due to how the world has painted it. We've been taken out of our nature. Being vulnerable is not a bad thing. You can be vulnerable with God. Mm -hmm. I I have to say that the Gold Rush Women's Conference, which we do annually and which will be coming up next spring, is is the reason that we, we carve out some space for women mm-hmm. and have been doing it for 15 years is so that if someplace women can come and what I have always said, they can come and get into a vulnerable state for the mm-hmm. very reason you're mentioning. For only in that vulnerability will you be able to let God do the work That's that right. you are requiring right then and there. It's able to be, you can, God will do it through you, for you, as you, and you will walk out into the light, but you can't do it in a defensive posture. You can't do it if you're protecting yourself. You've got to get vulnerable because sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you do cry. That's right. Sometimes that the scar taken up, as we said, turning within and doing the gold mining, getting the muck in the mire so you can get to the gold nuggets, that hurts. That's hard work. And you cannot do it unless you choose to be vulnerable or, as I prayed this morning, surrender to God. Surrender. Yeah. Just, hey, this That's is right. it. You've you, you got it, God. Uh, 
you know, Absolutely. you wrote one one section which I said, oh my goodness, excuses, why use them? <laughs> I, 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 I know you just wrote this, but I tell you, my mother lives this thing. <laughs> my mother yeah. really, really lives this. Um, if something is wrong, I'll give you two minutes to cry about it. I'll let you even go and lay down for a minute, get a cup of tea. But then, come on, let's come on, let's move through it. So right. you, you write excuses, why use them? And your very first statement, don't let excuses become your reality. Don't do that. Learn to identify the difference between an excuse and a reason. Talk to us about that that piece, if you will, because that is so profound for women, men, and everybody. But it is just really profound. Yeah. You know, I... It's it's understanding words. I'm big on communication. I I love to I know by nature we are communicators. I love when we can communicate clearly and part of that process is understanding the words that we use. And we've adapted this excuse thing. My grandmother would always say, like, eliminate excuses. She did not play with excuses. <laughs> you were not gonna just come with this excuse. It, it robs you of your skill to think your way through a problem. It's like a shortcut, and a lot of yes. times it's lies. Yeah. So just face the truth. Think your way through the process and be courageous. Yes. Sometimes we make excuses because we're afraid of the outcome or what somebody may think or say. And, no, eliminate all of that. Become courageous. Get, get your courage in order be a problem solver and come up with everything. There's a reason, absolutely. There, there's a reason, which, of course, the reason is the thinking process. This, this happened because of this. You know, sometimes we get up and you just, you were tired, so you're running late for yeah. work, but then you want to come up with an excuse to tell the supervisor why you were late for work. Just tell the truth. What was the reason? You were tired. Yes. So that's I, why it says that, you know, excuses, is, it, it builds these falsified images and realities for us because they're built on lies most of the time. You have a definition from a, an author unknown. Excuses are monuments of nothingness. They yes. build bridges to nowhere, and those who use them are masters of incompetence. And yes. we are hurting ourselves if we allow ourselves to use excuses. That, that for me, that, that's break it on down. All, why, well, why, why is the sister talking about excuses? I am talking about it, and Sister Mariam is talking about it, because for you, if you're listening and you have been accustomed or you often use excuses because of something that isn't accomplished or you didn't do something, you are doing it to yourself. You are hurting right. yourself. You are creating right. mounds of nothingness for yourself, and you're call it, calling it your contribution to yourself. You see, that's why it's really important to look at what, what I also think about when, when I read this. My husband says he loves me in the middle of emergencies because in the middle of emergencies, I immediately go into how to solve. It's like you said, how to solve the problem. I don't want to know who created it. I don't want to know who is not working. I just I go into how to solve the problem. And that's what excuses will prevent you. As you are listening to this podcast, excuses will prevent you from solving your own problem because right. you will be looking to the left or to the right as opposed to looking straight on and then turning within or thinking on, as Sister Mariam has said, thinking on God and praying and becoming vulnerable and saying, what is it for me to do right now? It, it really becomes important in the midst of problems that you do not excuse make because excuse make will not permit you to solve it. It just, right. it just I, I don't know even what you call it. It just makes it worse. <laughs> you, you get madder and madder. You know, it just doesn't do well. It just, just stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. Well, Sister Mariam takes us from 
excuse making 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 us all feel guilty for making excuses. No, she doesn't really. <laughs> that she doesn't really. She really helps us gently, but she takes us to affirming myself to a new way of living. Affirming myself to a new way of living, and what I love about that is no matter how or where you are, there is always a potential. Potential is vast. I mean, as I read this, that's what I kept thinking. The potential is vast. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm not sure what you had in your mind, but tell me a little bit about this section, affirming myself to a new way of living. It was designed to help us reprogram our thoughts, reprogram our thinking, and understanding how powerful the mind is. And understanding in the beginning was the word. So words mm. have weight. They have value. There's an essence there. And too many of us have grown up under harsh, damaging words. So it's very important that we embrace positive words, that we now feed ourselves what we need to be successful, to get wins, to have that courage, to be inspired and motivated to create and go out here and get what it is that your heart desires. But we have to build our esteem. That self-esteem is very important. And a lot of us have been stereotyped and abused verbally, physically. Um, there have been women that has told me that um, we, I would start them off with the healing session of saying affirmations, and mm-hmm. they would have to start off saying them with their eyes closed and move to the point where they're able to say them with their eyes open. But you have to say the words out loud. So they, they will start off with their eyes closed. The next step, they would do it with their eyes open. And then the third step would be stand in front of a mirror and say it. Some women couldn't go straight to the third step. They couldn't say it look at at themselves in the mirror. They couldn't say, I love you. They couldn't say, I am beautiful without crying and breaking down or not even completing the statement. We carry a lot of pain. So that affirming, you're you're taking the action now that I'm going to take this step to heal and being proactive in my healing process, I'm going to feed myself the words that I need to get this healing win. You indicate in, on page 93 of uh, Why I Am Enough, experts say that it takes 21 days to break a bad habit. It mm-hmm. also takes 21 days to make a new mm-hmm. habit. Absolutely. Our biggest challenge as women is our thinking. My desire is for you to build the new habit of seeing and affirming yourself in a different way. Every day. And, and the, it goes through, you go through so many different wonderful little pieces. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am unique. I am a survivor. I am a winner. I overcome difficulties. I knock out challenges. I am the best. I got to tell you, that was just awesome. I got to smiling. (laughs) I have God esteem. I give birth to new life. I am the principles and values of family. I am sacred. I am a woman of God. I am a gift to this world. I am crowned by God. I got to tell you, ladies, as you are listening to us talk about Sister Mariam K. Muhammad's book, Why I Am Enough and the Principles in It, if you aren't feeling better, I don't know what's wrong with you, you've got to get this book because, indeed, she takes you all the way from admitting, what, what is, how does it, what's this begin, affirming myself to say, okay, I have, I got to affirm myself to a new way of living. She takes you all the way from that to uh, the, the, the title piece, Release. Release, yes. and I'm going to ask her. That's on on page 109 of your book. I'm going to ask you to read that because, as you read that, I want the listeners to really, really understand what they're hearing. Okay, release. I feel God's energy moving through me. My mind is reforming. My body is stronger. My soul is at peace. 
I release the need to be everyone else but me. I release the thought that houses negativity. I release doubt and insecurities. I release the pain that was placed upon me. I release the pain that was forced on me. I release the pain I inherited genetically. I release the control that others have over me. I release the darkness that has captivated my sanity. I release the tears that flow unnaturally. I am rising into my divinity. I am exalted in him who has created me. My life will shine for eternity. Amen. And that is speaks directly to those of us who may be facing challenges that I can proceed, I can affirm a new way, I can open myself up, I can be vulnerable and let God use me, be guided by what I like to say is uh, lean in, listen, and be led by God, and and so that I will come out of the tunnel and my life will shine for an eternity. Well, listeners, I was going to keep Sister Muhammad for a long time, but I think we're going to do another podcast part two because we're going to start with next time you listen to the podcast part two, start saying no when it equals yes to your sanity. And and that's just the beginning. That's just the the tease. So I want (laughs) each of you, I want each of you, to think about some of the things that have been said today. This is about your own liberation. May maybe be a bit much for you, but that's what it is. Liberating you from being absolutely controlled by the external world. The challenging times, these facts are facts, but we have a power. We have within us. We came here with that which will help us move through it, Learn what we need to learn, and then move on, come on out the tunnel into the light. We're going to come on out the tunnel into the light for right now. And part two is going to keep, keep on the lookout for it. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, just send us questions to the website, goldrushwomensconference.com. And remember, Oh, don't forget to get Sister Mariam Muhammad's book. And what was your website again? Heal-thylife.com. Okay. So with all that we have, I want each of you to remember to use your thoughts and feelings to make this day a golden day just because you can. And only then, only then, Speak your words and take your actions. Love each of you. We'll be talking soon. Look out for part two of uh, this I am so I will pass through this tunnel and come out into the light. Welcome to Digging Deep Podcast, and I am your host, Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Trish Atkins, known as Reverend Jackie. Digging Deep Podcast is produced by Chauval and Moore, and uh, it is that nonprofit that exists to bring women and men to a new or renewed awareness of their intrinsic greatness, to remind them of their great value. We call it the gold, gold they were born with. Chauvel and Moore also produces the Gold Rush Women's Conference, again, to enable women to recognize they are gold mines, and using effective tools, they can unearth their gold nuggets and create their desired and deserved life experiences. We have, again, with us a guest that we had recently. Uh, she has agreed to come back with us, Sister Mariam Muhammad, and we are so excited to have her with us. Uh, she has done a lot of wonderful things for women and children and just helping the world be a better place. She is, I told you before, the creator and founder of Heal Thy Life Center, 
a nonprofit foundation dedicated to educating women and children on living healthier lifestyles. I love what she said last time when if you all heard the podcast, and if you haven't, go and find it, because she said how she values and believes in science. And I love to her for her to say that because she's a woman of God. And, and sometimes we get it confused. We think either science or God. No, 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 no. Who do you think made science? Okay, that's my side comment. Back to it. Back to talking about Sister Muhammad. Uh, she has many passions, and one of them is empowering, empowering women professionally. And in that, in that capacity, she's organized and hosted several network events for entrepreneurs, served on various entrepreneur panels, provided coaching for first-time business owners, and so much more. She's written several books, and we covered in our first podcast together, Sister Muhammad and I covered Why I Am Enough. You will want to get that book. We won't be covering it this time, but it is one powerful book. And then she has released this year in 2020, The Power to Break Generational Pain. It's a response to multiple requests to capture her words. The book is a collection of reflections, healing, affirmations, and aha moments that the author has experienced while working with women. It is an additional and invaluable tool that Mrs. Muhammad uses to continue her divine mission as a catalyst for empowerment of women. So ladies and gentlemen, you know she is at the right place. She is on a Digging Deep podcast. How are you doing today, Ms. Muhammad? Absolutely fantastic. And yourself? (laughs) I'm doing really, really glad. And I'm good, and I'm really glad that you're back with us because you have so much to give to the listeners. And uh, it's right in keeping with the mission of Chauval and more. Our goal, as I said, is to really help people with a focus on women recognize their intrinsic greatness. And that's what you do. You, you give them the power uh, to really turn to themselves, for themselves, because it is all about God, which is who created them and, and, and who they are really looking to. So I really wanted to start today's discussion with your book, The Power to Break Generational Pain. You want to tell us a little bit about your writing that book and why you wrote that book? Sure. When I wrote this book, um, I actually probably, I would say, was going through the worst trial I've ever gone through in my life. Um, A lot of this book came from the core of my pain. Um, There are pieces in the book that I've written that I truly believe God was using me because it's not my language and it's not my words and it's not my experience. Mm. So um, when I went back, you know, just reading the book and I'm like, oh, wow, I wrote that? So I knew Mm. it was not me. (laughs) Um, But the the book – the, the title, The Power to Break Generational Pain, um, really comes from understanding that we carry generations of pain and we have to break the cycle. And I realized that a lot of things that not just myself, not just that I was going through, but even women that um, were the girls that were in my mentoring sessions or the women from the healing sessions and just how much pain we carry generation after generation, we tend to pass on more pain than we pass on love and we pass on Mm. success and wins. So in understanding that we have the power to break that, we we can create our own realities, our, our own success stories, our, our own wins. Um, that's the reason where, or more so, you know, where the um, the core of why the the title is the power to break generational pain. But um, writing it was painful. It it was, yeah. um, and I'm let so me, grateful. Oh, I'm just I'm so grateful me, for this book. Let, I, I feel it. I feel it. Let me ask you for for someone who may be listening, and they're not quite sure. When you say generational pain, mm-hmm. what 
give, can you give us one example or, or a couple of examples so that they sure. make it real for them? Absolutely. Um, so scientists have even proven that pain is, it travels on our DNA. You can find pain mm-hmm. genetically rooted to us from the pain of slavery, pain even beyond that. But just to go mm-hmm. as far back, just as slavery and the um, pain that we went through, uh, for example, one of the things um, I, I usually tell the, uh, the group sessions or what have you is, you know how someone will pay your child a compliment. And a lot of times the first thing we'll do is, We'll brush the compliment off or we'll down the child, not that child, he bad. We'll we'll say something negative Mm -hmm. instead of accepting the compliment. Well, that came about, it was originated during slavery because when the slave master would come and compliment our children, we would come up with something negative to say to protect our families, to try to keep our families together. So if the slave master thought my child was talented or thought my child could read or um, display, uh, of course, different talents or skills that now you want to take my child away from me into the main house, that through that pain, we came up with, resources and, and, and reasons why I need to keep my family together. But now we do it today, not even understanding where that came from, but it's a pain. Mm. It's a pain mm. that we've carried genetically, and now we're not even comfortable with accepting a compliment. And, 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 so, and mm-hmm. in not accepting that compliment for your child, as your child is standing yes. there, you yes. are creating, continuing, and the child's, own self-esteem is being yes. diminished and, and the whole Absolutely. thing is going on without anybody ever really understanding what's happening. Absolutely. Oh, thank you for yes. your book. Thank you. Uh, one piece you have uh, in this book, and where can they buy your book? This, this is great. The Power to Break Generational Pain, as well as Why Am I Enough? Again, you, you on your website, which is Heal, H-E-A-L, dash, T-H-Y-F-L-I-F-E dot com. So heal, dash, thy life dot com. And actually, they could put in H-T-L-C-1-9 dot com, and it routes them to the main website as well. So H-T-L-C-1-9 dot com takes them to the main heal, dash, thy life dot com website. So listeners, you know where you can get these wonderful books that we're going to be talking about. But on page 15 of mm-hmm. The Power to Break Generational Pain, there you have a, a short article which says, start saying no when it equals yes to your sanity. I mean, I got to preach. You know, you know I'm a preacher. You know that, Sister Mary. I, I got <laughs> yes. to preach that. Start saying no when it equals yes to your sanity. You want to tell yes. us a little bit? Or what what you're saying to us there? You know, I'm always writing or speaking from a feminine point of view. So I'm I'm looking at us as women and how much we do, how much we take on, and how much we don't understand that no is a complete sentence. So (laughs) I love that. We constantly say, yes, can you do this? Yes, I can. Mommy, can you do this? Yes, I can. Wife, can you do this? Yes, I can. Sister, daughter, it's always yes, yes. No, you can't because now you're burning yourself out. Now you're in the doctor's office, and and as we create, and especially black women, the fibroids and Mm -hmm. all of these ailments in the body that is really a reflection of a breakdown in our circulatory system because we're taking on too much. We're not freely flowing in our lives, and our bodies are reflecting that. So that's why I say no. No is a complete sentence, no. I don't even have to you give said, you a reason. Just uh, no. That's, and that's important. Uh, you have, I love the first sentence of the last paragraph, how many of us place ourselves in unwanted situations because uh-huh. you didn't have the courage to say no or the understanding that it's okay to say no. I, I love that, that message that uh, my brother Jesus taught, love your neighbor as yourself. 
And I always tell people, hear yeah. that clearly. Hear it clearly. Mm-hmm. It Come says, on. love your neighbor as your... There is a, there is a third uh, commandment in there. Of course, you know, the first is love God with everything. Second is love your neighbor. But before you yeah. can love your neighbor, there's a as yourself. And so That's there right. is inherent in that love yourself really good. That's right. Okay. As a matter of fact, yeah. and, and I, I like to say, if you mentioned the half-filled cup, but I like to say, Mm-mm, I can only love you for my saucer. Because if, mm. if I'm loving you for my cup, I don't have enough for me to really be able to love you well. But if I can love you for wow. my saucer, that's the overflow. Go on, take it. I can give it to you, yes, give it to you, give it to you. But when beautiful. it's all gone, I got to go just like my brother Jesus. I got to go to the mountaintop. I got to go somewhere. I got to yes. go and remember and get refilled and renourished. And that's what, that's what I, as I read that, I kept saying, that's it. I've got, and this is another way to think about it. This is another way to look at it. You look at also another area, which as a, I'm a New Thought Christian, you're a Muslim woman, but I read this book, The Power of Manifestation, which begins on page 59 of your book, The Power to Break Generational Pain. And I just started laughing. I laughed because there is only one God. I don't care. You call him whatever you want to call him because as I yes. was reading this, yes. it was so wonderful. Um, I had done a series not too long ago to talk about what I would call demonstration, which is your manifestation. So you want to share with the listeners what the power of manifestation and maybe very briefly tell them how they do it? So it's to understand that we have the ability to create our own environment. So the, the way the brain works, they have proven there's only one thing it cannot do, and that's tell the difference between an imagination and reality. It perceives them both the same. So the nervous system is going to respond the same. That's why when you see people in front of a television watching sports and you see men, they all into their sweating because in their mind they're there. They're running on the court and their body's responding to that. It's the same thing with manifestation. When we create a thought in the mind, the mind perceives it as being done. We interrupt the process of bringing it in, into a reality. So in, in Oh, I gotta I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you because that is so true. Listener, <laughs> listener, did you hear what she said? In the mind it's already done. We interrupt the yes. process. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Continue on, please. <laughs> that is so true. I mean, so, I mean, in, in, in Islam, we say be and it is. And um, the Honorable Mrs. Farrakhan explained that as the be is the thought. You've manifest the thought. The and is going to work. Now you're doing what needs to be done for the is. The is is the actual product that was produced mm. into your reality. So mm. in in understanding that I can, I can meditate and I can vision, I can see what it is that I want and I can go get it. Mm. I have to clear my mind. I have to remove fear. Now, fear is a good thing because it, it does stimulate us and, and fear mm-hmm. can stimulate you to faith. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, the fear is fine. But understand that in understanding it's a part of the process helps us to relax and accept it so we'll begin to challenge the fear instead of giving mm. into it. So Okay, we, I got to stop you again because did you okay. hear that, listener? Fear <laughs> is there. It will help you. It can incentivize you. But what you have to do, you said you have to realize it's a part of the process. Say that again because yeah. that piece was good. So that again, yes, about fear. you have to realize that fear is a part of the process. Challenge the fear. Yes. Don't let it consume you. You challenge it. That way the fear doesn't allow us to, to freeze, to go into shock because we're afraid. No, 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 no. Challenge that fear. So when we challenge the fear, now that, that – um, that motivation, the, the inspiration that comes behind that is, I can do it. Now you start mm-hmm. believing that you can do it because you challenged that fear. Mm-hmm. So a you lot know, of times... Mm-hmm. Go on, I'm sorry. Continue. No, I'm sorry. I, when, 
a lot of times when we um we we want like we we wound up being um when you talk to people who are depressed and they say things like i i don't have this in my life or i've always wanted that or i wanted money or i just i just wanted a nice place to stay i wanted to get out of this this neighborhood and i would what happens is is we sit there and we get consumed with the thought, and then you, you get consumed with words that other people say to you. So in order to even get into the, the seat of I can manifest, we have to be healed from the what others have said I cannot do. Mm, okay. Okay. You know, because you know, it, it, it creates that block that brick wall and a lot of us will say nobody they're not gonna give me nothing they know it's like stop it you don't need anybody to give you anything you have the power and the ability to go get it yourself so, so pretty that, I, mm-hmm. they have taken ownership of those negative thoughts or those negative yes. words they i i take ownership of that and because yes. i take ownership of that in fact in fact Sister Muhammad, I will tell you, I am manifesting again, but that stuff that I've taken ownership of. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Is, is, I mean, absolutely. That the, the negative, the negativity, the lack mm-hmm. of, uh, the lack of, I can't, you can't, the appearance of lack. I've taken ownership of it, and consequently, yes. I, I, I'm still manifesting. I, I I don't know. I, I, I haven't read that total detail part of your book, but I say that and I want my listeners to hear because the law works all the time. The yes. <laughs> law doesn't stop working <laughs> because right. you are misusing it or abusing it. And that that's too right. often is what happens that you will get a powerful message as Sister Muhammad has given us right now about how to, change your thought, how to look at the fear and start challenging it. And and, as opposed to that, you will look at the fear and your emotions. And and this, if you will, if I can lead us into that next part, I want to talk about are my emotions controlling me? Because Mm -hmm. that's in some ways what you're saying to to the listeners. You have to, your emotions are tools perhaps for you to use they are not to be sitting on the throne of governance. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's I mean, you know, too often I, I like to say, who's sitting on the throne? Is God sitting on the throne or you got crazy man on the throne? I don't, I don't know. Uh, in, in your governance, in your house, in your being. So tell us, t- talk as we roll into, are my emotions controlling me? That's in your workbook. You have your healing workbook. And it, it flows really from what you're saying in terms of manifestation. Yes, absolutely. Because like you said, we manifest every day. The laws are here to serve us. The law of attraction, we use it every single day, whether you're attracting positivity or negativity. You're using mm-hmm. the law every day. Mm-hmm. So in, uh, with our emotions, in understanding that we have been programmed to allow our emotions to control us. That's not our nature. Our nature is to control the emotion. So if you go into um, studying the mind and, and the frontal lobe, and that's actually where our emotions are created from, and understanding the frontal lobe is also the um, executive suite of the body. So that is, is our, our godly energy, is everything that you possess, your skill factor, your abilities, that control center is right there in the front. When we get emotional, we now upset the body. It, our entire body is created in rhythm. We have a rhythm. The heart has a rhythm. Your, your blood has a rhythm. Your cells have a rhythm. The brain has a rhythm. The electricity has a rhythm. Everything in our body has a rhythm to it. We upset that rhythm when we don't control our emotions. Emotions serve a purpose. Anger serves a purpose. Sadness serves a purpose. Happiness serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. 
we've been disconnected with the purpose that it serves. Mm. So now I'm all over the place with my emotions. I really don't know how to properly respond to a circumstances because the circumstance is stimulating something inside of me that was rooted in me by pain. So I could be watching a movie and others are laughing, but I'm crying. Because there's a song that's being played that reminds me of a sad moment in my life. So now I can't even experience the proper emotion with the situation because I was stimulated by something else in the experience. We have mm-hmm. to be freed from that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's how, not how do, we, how do we do that? How do we do that? that I know we have like about two more minutes, to, but I mean, okay. and we are going to come back together. We're gonna we're gonna do another podcast. But how do how do we free ourselves? Why don't Why don't help us out a little bit with that? I think one of the things we absolutely have to do is create that peaceful space that where you can go now to whether it's meditate, pray, of all of the above, and mm-hmm. understand you deserve it. To, that's the number one point. You deserve it. If nobody else loves you, you say, I love me. I am love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say that mm-hmm. to yourself. That is freeing. It helps to put you in the position to want to receive the healing because you have to want to receive the healing in order to get it. It's, you can't be forced to heal. Right. So you Even have though I, I try to do that. you have written in here healing begins in the mind so make your mind your best asset not your worst enemy and you have three words here and and with some description of you have belief you have gratitude and you have feel it and 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 that's what you're saying you got to believe in yourself you got to have be grateful for yourself you got to feel love for yourself uh, right. One of the people I love to read is Louise Hay, and she says, you've got to love yourself before you can make any changes. You yes. can't make no changes if you don't love what you are. Stand Absolutely. in front of the mirror butt naked. Love yourself and yes. start deciding what you want to change. There and that's go. what you're saying. You're, yes. you're not, love. You weren't you quite as. You have to love yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that is great. Yeah. I wanna I wanna thank you. Uh, we I do want to have you back one more time because I want to talk about you having your workbook prayer, a gift from God, and that's a real important topic. But I want to put it in the framework because you have a section Muslim women and Christian women, and I want us to talk about that, pull that apart a little bit, and and look yeah. at that. And so we're going to have a special, a special podcast for that. It's so important. Yay. It's so important because that prayer and, and that God, however yes. it's framed for you, however you want to, it's so important. If we're going to do any of the things that you have described in your wonderful books, I want to thank you for joining us uh, for the second you. podcast. Thank you for agreeing to come back and talk about prayer and talking about Christian women and Muslim women and how perhaps we're more alike than we think. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so we, once again, I want to um, tell the world you can get her, uh, Sister Maria Muhammad's materials, which are beautiful. They give off just wonderful energy, and the words are powerful. Would you once again repeat the, the short one with L? Yes, L, so it's H-T-L-C-1-9.com. Okay, we'll repeat one more time, please. Sure, H-T-L-C-1-9.com. And I want to mention uh, one other uh, point. This is a time, a challenging time, and Choval and Moore has golden spiritual support. It's uh, spiritual counseling, and if anyone wants to uh, reach out to us for spiritual counseling, uh, go to email us to spiritual counseling at Gold Rush Women's Conference, Gold Rush Women's W O M E N S Conference dot com, and send us an email. We will get right back to you. We check it regularly. This is a time where 
You may need someone to help you remember who you are as so wonderfully defined by Sister Muhammad and how to move out of the tunnel and come out into the light. Ah, thank you for listening to us. And if you have any questions about anything you've just heard, send to Gold Rush Women's Conference. That's Rev Jackie at Gold Rush Women's Conference. And remember to use your thoughts and feelings to make a golden day. Sister Muhammad just told us we have control over those. They're there for us to use. Use your thoughts and feelings to make a golden day just because you can. And once you make that golden day, in your mind, in your imagination, only then speak your words and take your actions. Love you. Listen the next time.